0: The Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to This Week in Bitcoin Super Spreading Bitcoin 2022. Today is December 24th, 2021. It is Shabbat Eve. Yes, I know so many of you are getting ready for Shabbat, ready to light the, the candles. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. One Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin. Unconfiscatable. This is where the big boys play. Don't FOMO on alts. I'm offended by selling. Hello, my elite friends. It's so nice of you to join me this afternoon. Maybe it's not the afternoon where you are. I know some of you are busy for some unknown reason. I don't know. It's always this time of year. People are always doing these weird things with trees and presents. And I, I mean, I'm just doing it. It's day to day for me. It's regular stuff. We got two guys returning and one new guy that I think you'll be all excited about. Coin Icarus and Gabriel Divine. Are back in the house i mean you've you've seen gabriel divine here many many times through the years I and mean, you've seen gabriel divine many times on many channels through many years so he's got a perspective and introducing to some of you that aren't familiar with twitter spaces uh richard dick whitman is here this dude was on one of my uh twitter spaces i was i think it was a coin beast one by the way you can get coin shirts finally it's linked to below. Uh, they they he, he, Finally, they put a – there's something like two or something like that. I know everybody loves the freaking shirts. But, uh, yeah, Richard Dick Whitman is a uh, – I mean, this his, dude is a freaking animal. He, he's a unique beast. Uh, so I, 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 the, first, the moment he came on that space – he was just in the audience. I'm like, I gotta get this guy on my show. So, and it was difficult to like send him a Twitter message. Eventually, you know, he, he's hard to find. But I, I, I'm pumped to have you here today, dude. So let's. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that the show is brought to you by uh, Bitcoin Magazine, which they're freaking awesome. They're going to have a freaking awesome a big Bitcoin conference you in Miami that I'm going to be at again, April sixth to 9th of 2022. We're almost there, dudes. We're almost in 2022 and uh yeah the affiliate code is below you can use it's a discount adam10 we will talk about miami um if any of these guys from the panel are going to be there uh i don't think any of them were there last year i know i don't know if if, if, if richard was there or not i don't think he was uh, but uh, uh may, maybe cornucris will be there this year i don't know we'll, we'll we'll talk about this and remember yes towers comics just sent 10 canadian dollars that means we're like like 60 or 75 dollars away from doing another one bitcoin show we try to raise a hundred dollars for the one bitcoin show he says merry christmas you super spreader from edmonton well for those of you who celebrate that uh holiday and i'm it's nice and christmasy up there or whatever that means i'm no expert in that <laughs> uh but yeah thank you uh and free alberta free at least alberta is the freest of the unfree above us my lord what a joke canada has become but alberta is the best freaking province i've always said that i enjoy my time there let's just uh let's start the show with with what the news was this week uh what was it it was a there's a lot of noise coming from twitter and it was covered extensively web 3.0 uh jack dorsey uh seemed to be arguing with people he's a he's a bitcoin maximus uh to the to the core it appears it, it, it wasn't just an act all this all this time and uh, he he uh, had some choice words about web 3.0 should we 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 be arguing about web points the 3.0 versus bitcoin should we be trying to protect people from it i i don't think we should uh, i think uh there's only so much time during the day let people find out the hard way is web 3.0 even trying to be bitcoin no i don't think is this a blockchain versus bitcoin thing okay i threw it out on the table so, Queen Icarus, you start. What was all this about this week?
1: Okay. So, for, uh, you know, from my perspective, it started with a tweet from Elon Musk asking, uh, essentially saying, I, I still can't find Web 3.0. Okay. Then Jack responds with, it's somewhere between A and Z. Okay, now, so look. So for those of us that are like the tinfoil hatters, right? Like a somewhere between a and z um kind of references a sixteen Z or Andreessen Horowitz, um, you know, which is the the big shitcoin investing firm. if you go take a look at, you know, all the the you know, the shitcoin platforms that they've invested in and pretty much created the majority of this, you know, this market that we're that we're seeing right now. Um, that that's kind of where I believe that that started. And then, Um, I'm not exactly sure what the words were between, because I did read the tweets between Jack and and Mark, um, but essentially uh, Mark got blocked. uh, Sorry, Jack got blocked uh, by Mark. And so essentially the the joke started to go around that, you know, Jack is now being excluded from Web 3.0, which, don't get me wrong, to a certain extent, right? If we really take a look at what this this Web 3.0 narrative is, uh, it's kind of it's kind of BS, right? Like we're, we're, you know, we're, we're using a bunch of really fancy terms, but really all that's happening is, is that there's just more monetization of the users and nothing's really changing. So I, I'm not really, you know, the, the web 3.0 narrative now, as I see it anyways, um, it's, it's kind of like when the internet first came about and, you know, everybody wanted to have like a pets.com and a t-shirts.com and a, you know stamps.com and all that stuff and at the end of the day it just you know amazon <laughs> so i i just i i think it's i think it's kind of a scam just to sell tokens right now um but we'll see
0: uh i think uh for there's gonna be all sorts of people uh jumping on the bandwagon and some will just be doing what you said uh i will say there's uh there definitely are gatekeepers to it right now uh and which makes it centralized uh, and which would make Bitcoin people appalled. I mean, to, to see some of these NFTs, uh, you mean, you have to depend on OpenSea and, and, and soon enough Coinbase. And, and uh, there's no neutral uh, browser that allows you to, to enter this realm, uh, whatever you want to call it. Now, I, I think over time, it'll, it'll develop into something. Uh, hopefully, they will have neutral ways of getting into it. I think uh, that people will need to use uh, money on it uh, but something very important to remember is that this isn't whatever you define Web 3.0 as. It's not Bitcoin. It isn't money. So when you uh, when you start getting into these arguments, uh, it, it probably is a way, It might be a waste of your time, but <laughs> you might be giving some of these guys you don't like a lot of attention and uh, helping out whatever they're trying to do. Uh, I, I, I think there are people that, that are worried that uh, – that, that some of these Web 3.0 guys are saying, oh, don't worry. We're not – they're that going to turn on Bitcoiners. And if someone said, at what point do you think they turn on Bitcoin and obfuscate uh, purchases and turn on the media fake – and turn on the media fake article machine? My bet is when ETH 2.0 comes online. And uh, I, I actually would, would agree with it. There, there are some people that are uh, saying they love Bitcoin now. And as soon as ETH uh, 2.0 comes out, they're going to turn it on with uh, Bitcoin that uh, kills the environment. And you should uh, get into uh, Ethereum-based Web 3.0 because it doesn't kill the environment. Fine. Uh, th- that's a bigger picture where everyone and their mother should be saying the whole climate change narrative is nonsense. If, uh, if we're growing up in a society where everybody thinks that this, the world is ending because it might get warmer – then everyone will naturally believe those lies about Bitcoin. So that, that, that's a bigger story right there. So I, I don't know if you have anything to add, uh, uh, Co- Co- Coin Icarus uh, about, uh, you know, what
2: what Bitcoin is. I mean, I, I have something to add on that. Like, I, I personally, like, think they already are doing the FUD with Bitcoin. I mean, you see these websites like CoinDesk and in the articles you sent, you know, you, you displayed in this, you know, podcast or this episode are basically, you know, To me, they read like fought against Bitcoin and, you know, and the sites that are doing it are decrypt, Coindesk. I mean, these these websites are supposed to be pro. They started off as pro Bitcoin. They started, you know, they they made themselves out, you know, from Bitcoin. Bitcoin is what, you know, cascaded them into prominence. And, you know, the articles they write, you know, they're very, very uh, eth ETH biased, And they're very, very anti-Bitcoin and they constantly, you know, and they constantly reference these false negative, um, these false talking points that FUD Bitcoin. Like, so I, I personally think like the ETH people are already doing this. I think, I think Vitalik's a big part of it. And I, I absolutely do think, you know, the people selling these NFTs are, you know, are being paid by Vitalik to do so. You know, I, I think, it, you know, it's a, it's a it's an influencer game, you know, and I think it's I think it's dishonest. Oh, uh, well, I, I
0: think the, the whole Web 3.0 is going to be about who could be the biggest influencer, who can exactly be the biggest brand on this um, in this metaverse. And,
2: and But they're not hiding that fact. Uh, it, it's all about being branded in the metaverse. Uh, and and you, this one article you sent, with, or you know, with Jack Dorsey's beef with Web 3.0, what is it really about? I mean, halfway through the article, it makes it, you know, it makes a reference to Meta and Facebook. And it says, you know, this is what makes re- Facebook rebranding itself, rebranding itself, Meta and claiming to build them, quote, the Metaverse. Such a terminal, terminal, drooling idiocy, if not act out an act, if not an act of outright malice. It's just comically thick skulled as a company claiming to build, quote, the blockchain. I mean, it's right there in the name Meta. You know, and then it says, you know, at the bottom, though, knowing Facebook, it will much much it will much more likely be a walled garden that smears enough metaverse colored grease paint to hustle the roofs. This is how I see Ethereum, you know, like so like I don't see I don't see, the, I don't see a, a difference there. You know, I don't I, I, I think they're exactly the same. Well, I, I mean, Facebook
0: isn't again, they're not high in the ball. They will create their own walled garden metaverse. I, I, I don't I don't think there are any doubts about that. So, I mean, do, well, I, I believe I mean, Ethereum will, too. Uh, I don't know. Well, it might be used as a tool by some to do it. I, that's a bigger, by the way. You, you mentioned CoinDesk, uh, that they, they don't they're not hiding it either. I mean, they I think they're funded by a, a, a funder that deals with a, the, the big Ethereum event every year. Yeah, I mean, CoinDesk they, has long ago
2: left the like, we're a Bitcoin type of uh, publication. I mean, they, right. They, if you they, think about this stuff, like if it's all just Bitcoin, you know, y- y- your your topics run out. You know, there's no trading to do. There's no moving things around. There's no manipulating the public. There's no buying influencers, you know, like so like you run out of material and, and, you know, it's almost like a race to the bottom where people have to actually learn to be productive and, you know, make things happen that are actually serve a purpose. Uh, uh,
0: By the way, yes, people do. If you just cover Bitcoin, you do not have as many topics. As the alt-corners, there's no doubt about it. Bitcoin Magazine, though, they've stayed loyal. They're doing it. And so go to their event, everybody, April 6th through 9th. Discount code below. Pound that like
2: button. All right. you, you,
0: wow, 100%. Richard.
2: And that's exactly why Bitcoin Magazine sets itself apart from the rest, because they talk about macroeconomics. They actually educate people, and they talk about relevant things. All right. G- Gabriel,
0: uh, at, uh, Chris made a uh, reference to tin foil hatters, and I thought, hmm. Well, this would be a good time for Gabriel to chime in. Now that, like, now, Gabriel, what's what's your take on all what's going on here?
3: Well, you know, uh, the other thing I like to do, other than uh, theorizing conspiracies, or uh, as the the new term uh, that Cliff High coined today or yesterday, uh, conspiracy scientists. I love that. Um, I consider myself one. You know, zooming out to the big picture here. What is uh, Web 3.0 really? Web 3.0, there is a real Web 3.0 and it is diametrically opposite to this current marketing push. That's why they're doing it because they see the writing on the wall. The way that free Libra open source software movements work is they're created totally openly on an extremely small scale by specialists who have thought through issues extremely deeply. That's how Linux happened. That's how, you know, um, the internet happened. This was people thinking really deeply about technical issues and coming up with solutions. And for the last, say, 15 years, um, you know, BitTorrent uh, and Bitcoin and many other projects since then, have been creating the real web 3.0, which is the true decentralized web. Uh, While you may argue that internet technology is decentralized, uh, TCP IP, certainly the web is not. The web domains, for example, are a centralized service that used to be completely in control by the US, ICANN, the domain authority. Operative word, authority, the network society that's coming this century has no authorities. It's systems that people voluntarily join because they're awesome, because they work and because they empower individuals. That is what authorities and institutions fear. They're constantly on the offensive, trying to delay its birth. But they'll fail. I mean, you'd look at projects like Synonym, uh, John Carvalho's project that's funded by Bitfinex. Synonym is creating some base technology uh, structures that will allow individuals to transact and interact with each other on the web in a decentralized fashion. On the hardware side, you'd look at... um, Decentralized technologies like the um, like what's it called um, the the the, um, uh, the the long range Wi-Fi and um, uh, n- mesh networking, right? These companies are creating ways for individuals to opt out of the current system, which has large internet service providers gatekeeping access. Now, nation states are only just beginning to leverage their power in influencing internet service access. But in China, for example, the Great Firewall, they're clamp- they clamp down so that they can use, authorities clamp down on the internet so that they can use it as a one-to-many platform, but it's not going to work. There's too much many-to-many communications already, and they will all fail. Authorities, institutions, all will fill this century in the face of the real Web 3.0, which is sovereign individuals controlling their own destiny with decentralized nodes that they control completely. All of this technology is simple compared to the breakthroughs of um, networking that and, and, and you know, Decentralized money that Bitcoin brings. All of these projects are fraudulent. Ethereum is complete fraud. It's total, it's a testament to the brainwashing of the 20th century and early 21st century that projects that are so incredibly fraudulent, like Ethereum, which is was hundred percent pre-mined in its beginning and it's currently 60%. Um, these companies and these projects are pure fraudulent marketing. Ponzi scheme crap. And uh, Ethereum is completely bankster funded, you know, founding members on the World Economic Forum. If you can't see through this, you are uh, voluntarily buying into your slavery.
0: And that's okay. So that's a very, that point is very important. 80% of the people don't care about centralization or who funded it or whatever. So uh, they're getting what they pay. I mean, The normies are always going to opt into their own slavery, whatever you interpret that is. I mean the whole
3: Adam, this whole idea of normies is a 20th century holdover. That's gonna die. Everyone will be forced to take their own destiny into their own hands as institutions and societal structures fail around them and they must scrabble and come to terms with reality in order to feed their children.
2: Exactly. They'll care about it when it comes to their money, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, when you have real creators creating value and instead of instead of like trying to sell crap on Ethereum, they're streaming sats and they're getting, you know, and they're getting properly rewarded for their work, you know, rather than or or even talented artists who are providing value and they're getting they're getting sats and rewards for those goods rather than You know, selling computer generated, you know, art or digital pictures as art, you know, and trying to pump it up as an investment. Like you will see people who want to be rewarded for their work properly. You know, everybody doesn't realize they need it until they do. I, I want to say that uh, Gabriel
0: really gave a high level uh, definition of 3.0 that you're not going to hear anywhere else Pound that like button. And that Gabriel may be from the Valley, but man, he looks like he is straight out of Compton right now, doesn't he? I mean, see, see, all U.S. Uh, people on Southern California, I think you get what I'm saying.
3: I mean, whoa. But actually, this necklace is um, little like circus animals and little balls and stuff. I never wear guns. <laughs> no, all, right, all right, all right. All right. So, the Coin, Icarus, coin, you've been silent for a
0: while. You probably got a lot to say about what was thrown out by the other two guests there. Um, I,
3: I
1: just a couple of points to make. Uh going back to what we were talking about uh before, right, with Ethereum and web 3.0. I'm starting to there was an article I think that came out today or yesterday essentially talking about how Doge is reaching out to Ethereum or Ethereum or Vitalik is going to be yeah, helping Doge move to proof of stake. So, keep in mind, they can't even they can't even move their shit coin to a proof of stake, let alone help another shit coin. But the point, the reason why I'm mentioning this is why, why Doge, right? Like if we, if we, if we zoom out and look at the bigger picture, right. Ethereum has one of the biggest war chests in terms of marketing. Okay. Like um, as um, Gabriel mentioned uh, their association with the world economic forum, right. Aya Miyaguchi, who sits on the executive board uh, uh, of, of, the Ethereum, uh, the Ethereum Foundation. Um, she's uh, part of the uh, the Global Blockchain Council for for the World Economic Forum. Um, the uh, another gentleman, uh, Peter, um, I, I don't I apologize. I don't remember his last name. He's an AML KYC specialist. And he sits on the board, and you'll notice that like Ethereum conveniently just like disappears, right? Like somehow, somehow they're, they're just like not getting touched, even though exactly like what they did was totally sketch and and should absolutely be looked at,
3: right? They're uh, obviously security too. It's complete, very, right? very directly a security.
0: Yeah, that's what Coiny means. There's there's security. Well, okay, I, I don't, so, I, I hate the government calling anything a security, but continue, I, uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah. So, you know, I- I- exactly. Right. So, so we know, right. Like we can see they're conveniently being looked over. So to me, I think that the attack, right. If we go back to the points that were being made a little bit earlier, the, you know, the attack on Bitcoin from web 3.0 proponents, right. From not crypto. the real, not, not the re- exactly crypto, like not the real web 3.0 that Gabriel is referring to, right. The true decentralized that comes from innovation, being able to store our value, accumulate our value, secure our value, which makes it so that more people can innovate and create these decentralized systems that choose to cooperate. Right. Like that's like this whole thing, this other thing that they're selling, this is, it's all centralized crap as, you know, as Gabriel and both Richard said, and that's, it. it's just a, um, it's a Rube Goldberg machine. Right. And it's going to suck people in because people don't know any better to go back to Richard's original point there's so much unlearning that has to be done about the broken money and what is wrong with money and understanding our value and stores of value and, val- and time value. So it's like this is a huge rabbit hole for people to go down and they have to be willing, you know, or or unfortunately, reality becomes extremely difficult. It's the That they, right. And they get introduced to their other self and they now have to make a decision
2: well, and- to the meritocracy. And that's why you said doge though that like why doge and they know that doge is the you know a a like a hype proof of work you know competitor of some sense like there are only a few proof of work cryptocurrencies out there and like they you know elon was hyping doge at you know meanwhile while he was buying bitcoin with his corporation so you know and in the meantime you know, he's got six, seven million followers. And now, finally, somebody who, who has more followers and more influence, like Jack Dorsey, comes out and starts calling these people on their crap. And it's a big story. You know, it, it's, you know, what, why is Jack Dorsey attacking these people? Well, he's not attacking anybody. He's just calling them on their crap publicly, and which he was un- seemed to be unable to do while he was the CEO of Twitter, you know. So he kind of, they kind of had a muzzle on him. And now you're hearing his true thoughts. And, you know, it, it's eye opening for some people who don't understand what's actually happening with Bitcoin versus crypto.
3: I would um, urge everyone listening, including the panelists, to uh, take Dorsey's statements with a grain of salt. This space and in general, the world, <laughs> society and culture. Um, there's been a, you know, a real spate of infiltration for maybe, uh, hundreds or thousands of years. So be really careful with your hero worship, Michael Saylor, Jack Dorsey, all these guys have real sketchy backgrounds. So, um, you know, CoinDesk, you know, always trust, capable.
2: always verify, don't trust. I mean, of course, you know, nobody's yeah, saying we- a hero, you know, I'm I'm specifically speaking about the content of this, you know, his messages. And I think people who are focused on Bitcoin, you know, and advancing Bitcoin and, you know, uh, funding developers who are developing on Bitcoin are trying to make the world a better place. And this is this is the problem for some of these other people who are or who are, who are funding Bitcoin.
0: Well, Gabriel, again, makes a real good point. There is a tendency in the Bitcoin space to put every big name that jumps on the bandwagon on a pedestal immediately, blindly worshiping them. Just I've, I've said, it, do not pedestal these guys. I will say this. Alex Fetsky talked with uh, uh, Dorsey one-on-one uh, behind the scenes or something. He, he seems to believe him, but I mean, that's, I, I, again, that's why I don't make too big a deal out of these controversies because it's, uh, you know, where Jack wasn't. So when he was getting funded by the venture capitalists, when, it, when everything depended on, on them, he didn't speak up. Uh, now he speaks up. Whatever, and and that's it's understandable. He he was in charge of a big company, and he didn't want to lose his funding. Now he's say he's changed his tune a bit, but from what I've heard, he he really does like Bitcoin. And hey, that that shouldn't be the reason you buy Bitcoin, dudes. Because Jack Dorsey decided to to really like it publicly. Again, you you, you got to think for yourself here. Don't
2: Yeah, this business. yeah, it's, it's not about, it's not about you know buying Bitcoin because Jack Dorsey likes it. It's about buying Bitcoin because it it is better technology, it is truly decentralized technology, it is true individual empowerment. It is not some walled garden, centralized, VC-funded, VC-controlled, you know, they-make-the-rules type of kingmaker system.
3: I I, I did feel I had to step in when you said uh, something about True Thoughts. So that we you know we don't know anybody's right. true thoughts. Uh, yeah, uh, we we can assume it. We can assume it with Adam. You know, hopefully fair, with me. Fair enough. We're, because we're not. Yeah. Because we're not famous. We don't have a big platform. It is less likely that we're going to have an ulterior motive. So always take a grain of salt here. We are all Satoshi.
2: But it. it you know. Yes. When I mean, like when you when you look at these things, watch what people do, not what they say. Like Elon Musk says things, but he doesn't. His corporate like he knows. He, he knows that Bitcoin has some kind of, there's some signal there. Otherwise he wouldn't have $4 billion worth of it on Tesla's balance sheet. Like there's, you know, there's something to that.
0: True. True. Uh, That's it, it, always something to keep in mind uh, where people put their money, where their mouth is there with the, uh, I mean, it. Well, it goes back to what the real point is that these corporations have bought in the Bitcoin. It's, it's not speculations type of stuff. It's like, they know the dollar is a piece of dung. Uh, or, or, I mean, they, they they want to preserve their wealth, which is like the basis behind Bitcoin, a very simple basis. Uh, but most people aren't satisfied with simplicity. Uh, they, they they do like the complexity of uh, with, with these uh, corporations, uh, Facebook, whoever. Uh, these these little metaverses they, they're creating out. There. I mean, to, and everyone's gonna have to find out their own way. Uh, I'm I'm not trying to be the savior of the world here because I, I know it's you're, – you're wasting your breath. It's – again, I go back to Alex Spetsky and his Remnant article. It's the there, – there's just there's, – there's a small percentage of people who, who know what they're doing, who don't need the assurance of – they don't need to fit in. And at the same time, they're not going to waste their time preaching to a, a bunch of people who want fancy sets and graphics. All right but let's let's move on I mean this this we could go on and on and on with this topic that that's uh, uh I mean you could, you could a 24 hour marathon if you wanted to but let's uh anyone else have anything to say about before we move on uh with uh uh Courtney, Chris, I think you wanted to explain the uh well any, anyone before we move on from this topic any big big things to conclude with
1: All right I'd- I just wanted to say, I just wanted to say one thing. Okay, is that I, I think that ETH and Doge are colluding to attack Bitcoin, which is totally garbage. But I, I think that that's exactly why that that is happening. Um, that that article that I read, I, I think that that's why they would work together
2: because and, and that's and, why. And most of that stuff, like the reason they're able to use that, is because they act like they're not trying to be money, but they are trying to be money at the same time. Yep. And and the way oh, they man. do it. we
3: are doing great. If if we if ETH and DOGE
2: yeah, are our sure, right. worst
3: yeah. worries, oh if that's my the best, God. They, if that's the best it made. they got.
2: Right, right. And yeah. and but the way they sell it to people is, you know, to the to the to the rude public is they say, well, you're getting a cheaper Bitcoin, and they don't actually come out and say that, but they convince people that they're buying the next Bitcoin. Well, there is no next Bitcoin, like. Right. You, you can't recreate bitcoin it, yes. it just say it adam say it bitcoin yeah exactly is
3: the next bitcoin,
0: bitcoin. That button. You the said, button. yeah yeah that's one of the, that's one of the famous sayings there bitcoin is the next bitcoin
2: so um, you can put that next to like a face like with your mouth open and you know
0: <laughs> people have done it before there's all sorts of, all sorts of sayings that come out of this oh. all right now uh and but but big bigger picture Proof of work versus, uh, versus proof of stake. That that yes, there are plenty of proof of work people that are just uh, proof of <laughs> proof of stake people. Excuse me, that are just waiting. They are waiting to bring that energy. F- if you think you've seen this climate change energy fud with Bitcoin now, you ain't seen nothing yet. But again, that's why you, uh, this is a greater societal issue where we. Uh, uh, the whole world is being convinced that the world is ending and, and we'll get, we'll get to that subject matter soon because many people thought uh, 2021 was the worst year in the history of their lives. And it's partially because they believe that the world is uh, sick and the world is warming up and they're going to drown or something. Uh, but if you understand that, <laughs> that you don't have to worry about the drowning in the Atlantic ocean, uh, then you won't buy into the, uh, the nonsense you're going to hear about the proof of work. But uh, all right. So let's let's move on to the the story. Uh, despite the rising adoption, 27% of Bitcoin supply is held uh, by 10,000 whales. I mean, the bottom line for me is this. I don't anyone can buy Bitcoin now. I, I've been telling people to buy Bitcoin since 2013. It was. it's going to get distributed in some uneven way because if it was totally equal, it would be totally manipulated, totally centrally controlled, blah, blah, blah. It's the 80 – there's the 80 percent, 20 percent rule. I mean the 20 percent are always going to control 80 percent of everything, all right? It's just that there's some people that are more proactive, that are in motion. But I mean here's the deal. If you're so worried about numbers, people love – you can twist numbers any way you want to. I mean, I made a video in 2015 when Bitcoin was like 400 freaking bucks and I said that 300,000 people in North America are going to become millionaires because of this thing. Okay? so does anyone ever give the number, you know, that they like to say what percent of Bitcoin is is held by whales? Do they ever talk about the people who were just regular middle class guys at the beginning of this like me that are freaking multimillionaires now? I mean, do they ever explain? Because for people who actually did something instead of theoretically complained about, oh, why proof of work and proof of stake and this, that, and the other, so many excuses since twenty fifteen, since I made that video, and you better darn believe it. it is probably more than three hundred thousand people in in North America that that become millionaires. Uh, but but you, you don't you don't hear about about that. Uh, it, it's still you know let's complain let's be envious let's let's vilify the so-called rich the people who why do so many people control a, a, a lot of Bitcoin because they, they had to have bought it at some point they had to have just come off the schneid and actually done something so whenever I hear a story like this uh, that, that tries to rip on Bitcoin for uh, you know, uneven distribution or, or whatever woke concept that they come up with, I I, I just think about, what has it, it, tell me, it's changed regular dudes' lives, big time, in a very short period of time, in five years. So, Corey Icarus, you take it away.
1: So, if we take a look, I I don't recall what the exact number is, okay, but the Glassnode statistics show that the number of smaller uh, addresses, right, smaller wallets, is rising significantly. Um, So, we're We're actually seeing kind of a, you know, we're we're seeing kind of a, a different situation happening where these smaller wallets are are actually we're starting to see more and more of those. But the other thing about this, right? This in bitcoin, it's a it's a trick, right? It's a trick that the shitcoiners use to try to make you think that first of all, that their use case is valid, number one, but number two, but that that their use case could be more correct because of, quote, unquote, you know, my distribution. Which, don't get me wrong, every single one of them is centralized, so I don't understand how any one of them can make any type of claim. But let's go back to this for a second. Having more Bitcoin doesn't make it so that you have more power over the network in any way, shape, or form. Whereas a proof-of-stake network, the more you have, the more you stake, the more power you have over the network. Especially, you know what I mean? Especially stuff like, you know like eos you know like that that's like a you know where there's like governance tokens and stuff like that it's like all of that is extrapolated away the whole point of bitcoin is that we take this out of we've proven as humans that we're incompetent okay we're not good at handling money we're terrible with power we're terrible with control we're, we're living proof of these things so we take this out of the humans right we put it into the network and we let the network do what it's supposed to do. And we just create value around it. And for some odd reason, people just keep creating these stupid narratives to try to shill these garbage wannabe Bitcoins.
0: Exactly. A really, really important point about it. it you, there's no power, it, it, you know, having so many, the rich controlling a lot of Bitcoin that, that doesn't influence how Bitcoin works. But in the other, in proof of uh, stake, heck yeah so it's 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 weird that they're using that argument it,
2: it, it confuses everyone it doesn't on have top a, of that if you want to use your bitcoin to influence as as a as a tool of power as a projection of power if you want to use that bitcoin you literally have to spend it yes. so you literally have to distribute it to other people yes you know so like there's a fixed supply of bitcoin it doesn't allow you to create new bitcoin having more bitcoin That is not the case with U.S. dollars. That is not the case with Ethereum. That is not the case with any other proof of stake network. You know, that's that's the underlying message here. You know, this 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 is on decrypt, you know, a cryptocurrency website. Well, you know, this is something they should be understanding and explaining to people, but they're not. Oh, wow.
0: That, that was really a huge point. Pound that like button. If you want to influence with Bitcoin, you got to spend the frickin' Bitcoin. <laughs> that is so, that's such a good point. All right. Best guest in the space. Gabriel, your, your take on all this.
3: Oh, thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. You know, um, I'd like to look at the unspoken assumptions behind this article. As usual, big picture, right? The big picture is the assumption that even if this were true, which, of course, in comparison to fiat, it's completely false. There's like, you know, whatever, 300 families that are multi-trillionaires and they control whatever, you know, this is, this is not 80-20 rule. This is the 0.0000001% controlling 99.9999% you know, rule. Um, so this, you know, compared to fiat, Bitcoin is extremely distrib- distributed. But even if it weren't, let's look at the assumptions here. The assumption is that it's bad, that um, goods are unevenly distributed. When in fact, the truth is quite the opposite. Uneven distribution is good for humanity. People who work hard are gonna uh, deserve that stuff because they're gonna do cooler stuff with it. They're gonna do better stuff with it. The leftist communist assumption that uh, c- uh, power is always bad and then anybody who has it uh, is bad and it has to be taken away from them is a fiat result. In other words, um, the whole idea of rich people being bad or and or powerful people being bad is a result of a corrupt system which gives people who didn't earn it that power and money and wealth. In a system, in a sound money situation, people have to work hard and provide value to their fellow human beings in order to a- amass wealth and power. The more we can decentralize and distribute the, the uh, access and uh, systemic um, proportions of wealth and power, the better it is for humanity and the more the, uneven distribution is helpful for everybody lazy and stupid people should be poorer because they won't be able to exercise their ideas as effectively and that's a good thing now i'm not saying that people should be starving in the street and you know not have any access to healthcare and stuff but in my opinion you now this is a belief that i have based on many facts, but you know, it's not something that's necessarily provable in a scientific A B test per se in society because it's not possible to do that. But I think that when you know smart, intelligent people get rich, they donate and they take care of the unfortunate. This is a good thing for humanity. The ideas underpinning this article assume and they, they, they're they're speaking very much to people who have been programmed, this is nearly all of the West. They've been programmed throughout their lives to assume that communist propaganda is true. The communist propaganda is uneven distribution is bad and you should use guns to force everything to be as even as possible.
2: Yes, there's a difference between charity and altruism and, you you know, there's a difference between charity and altruism and rewarding people who don't provide any value, who just parasite, who are just parasites who suck up, you know, who suck up the system. Right, like, and the,
3: where where this communist propaganda derives from is an authoritarian imperial mindset. The those in power who all right. had kingdoms and international, whatever the Vatican, whatever international or inter kingdom power structures realized that with the after the printing press was rolling for a couple hundred years, and then the Enlightenment hit, they went on the defensive and came up with this. Uh, you know, um, propaganda push of ideologies in the mid nineteenth century, after a spate of supposedly democratic revolutions, like starting in the U.S. and you know, actually even earlier in the seventeenth century, which is also sort of pre enlightenment, the modern age, right? They came up with this defensive uh, propaganda push in order to continue their centralization and empire. And this is in why the they use. Century. This
2: is why they use phrases like. Middle class and lower class. Yes. You know, when they say middle class, they mean the poor, the average person who is not part of our upper class elite. You know, right? They're
3: utilizing that envy and the the uh, the une the une- inequality that they created that to create a marketing push in order to. Um, and, fool the public into supporting empire exactly That's exactly and, what communists is and, and communism when they use, is the, exactly the same as fascism but just with a different marketing push
2: and when they from use the opposite perspective when they use the phrase middle class you know they 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 speak to everybody because people who don't know anybody better believe they are middle class so how do you define the middle you know and they and they use that for a reason they don't, you know, what's really who's really been underserved by the fiat monetary system is the working class, people who work for a living and provide value to a business, to provide value to their community, who actually, you know, uplift society by providing their work and they should be rewarded that for that work with proper money that holds its value and can't be debased away by the elite class who have control of that money and decide how it gets distributed and who it gets distributed to
3: said that's the underlying ethos underneath the assumptions of this article it is speaking to those who have been brainwashed by this propaganda the good news authoritarianism peaked in 1975 and that it's no coincidence that that coincides with the rise of personal computers bitcoin is a great acceleration in the Deconstruction of that entire paradigm that has existed for thousands of years.
2: Everyone be is, optimistic. The, the 20th is, century
3: is here, and we're coming back to reality. Right. Uh,
2: uh, uh, autonomy will win over authoritarianism always. And we are in an age of an enlightenment when it comes to money. You know, and people are you know slowly but gradually learning how money works and how it you know how it benefits them and how it hurts them. You know, and what and that's why bitcoin is growing because the more people learn what sound money is the more bitcoin grows in adoption
3: it's actually extremely fast but it can seem slow to us who are already turned on and we're waiting for everybody to catch up
2: right i mean it'll it'll seem fast because bitcoin is not a one to one person to person growth it's a monetary network so somebody with a lot of money who sees things earlier and you know and understands that can buy in sooner you know So, you know, somebody with a billion dollars can, you know, boost the network a little, you know, boost the price and, you know, the overall, you know, purchasing power of Bitcoin in the short term quickly, you know, but these things always cycle out. But, you know, Bitcoin naturally grows from the bottom up.
0: I want want to point out if you guys rewind this a little, when Gabriel started talking on the subject matter, he really – Gave a pretty good uh, definition of, of capitalism, of true capitalism, versus uh, the, the rent-seeking situation that it has developed in the, uh, the the current economic system in the United States. is is basically it's it's fascist in, in, in many in many many ways. Ah, uh, people ask for favors for the government. Well, don't regulate me; regulate him. You know, you pick winners and losers. So it's create this bridge that you force everyone. That is that is rent seeking. So, but so many people have confused rent seeking with capitalism. Uh, crony capitalism is capitalism to the to the majority of people, and that that just
3: is, isn't true. So uh, well, that that's that's very very intentional. Because yeah, they want yeah, to they want to create they want to make it seem like capitalism is bad, and so they create communism slash fascism, same thing. And they, they call, they call, uh, you know, they, they call it uh, capitalism. So they, so it's like, the bottom uh, line is yeah. the more
2: they debase the money, the harder it is to have to achieve, you know, true capitalism where humans cooperate to build things and create things that better humanity. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, yeah, they've done,
0: people have done it. Like the Klaus Schwabs of the world have done a very good job of vilifying capitalism and, you know, saying that he's got an answer, uh, you know, to re- rebuild the whole darn world. But, but what they've been vilifying is something that Klaus Schwab wants to bring in, but much worse, uh, m- much worse crony uh, capitalism is what he wants to bring in. But he's calling the current version of because it'll benefit him and his, his buddies over there. But in
2: reality, uh, it's not possible because the more they debase the money, the <laughs> less the less purchasing power it is, the less control it has over people and the more chaos you see, you know, in, in society.
0: So like, I, I mean, it's not possible in the long run maybe, but he was the only man on Earth using the term build back better at one point. And now every single leader on this planet, including the president of the United States, uses that disgusting term that that freaking German made up <laughs> you know, two years ago. OK, so I mean, it, 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 I mean, in the long run, I pray to, you know, we're in the Bitcoin overlay. We're safe. OK. But the
2: reason it's- they need this propaganda is because. You know, the money is being debased and they have to keep people confused and keep people, you know, thinking that it's they have solutions when they don't. It,
0: it, it, just, it just baffles. And this is where we're going to get into the this was the worst year ever type of thing, because Klaus Klaus over there said this was the worst year ever. Everybody think there's all these people that think this is the worst freaking year ever. But it just that the, the it, it's so like in a rational world, people would laugh at this dude. I mean, he seems it's like he's a German caricature from the from the 1940s. He seems like he's straight out of that. And it's not
2: he, it's not the worst year ever for people who kept their head down, worked and stored their money in Bitcoin. And as they made it, stored it in Bitcoin, you know, in, in sound money. So everybody who who kept their nose down, kept working, kept grinding, kept saving their sats. It's the, one of the best years ever for them. And they are thinking for the future. Not All right. All the right. people who are pushing these propaganda campaigns.
3: Yeah, but guys,
0: yeah, let's go back. Coin Icarus has been left out of the discussion. Before we move on to the, uh, the sur- a survey where, where, where an incredible amount of people said this was the worst year ever, um, do, do, do you have any more thoughts on what we were talking about, Coin uh, t- Icarus, before we move on
1: uh, in topics? Well, so just just a couple of things, right? Klaus, Klaus Schwab definitely looks like Dr. Evil. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that right there, I, I honestly think we're being trolled. Um, and I think it's a it's a giant like it, it's it, we're just watching a show. Um, but I want to go back to something quickly that that uh, Gabriel said that that's very important. Right. About the you know, ab- about the rich and, and the elite and, and that they're, you know, in a, a proper working system, they would take care of the less fortunate and whatnot. So right now, right, because of the devaluation of the money, OK, a wealthy person is much more incentivized to pour their money into the stock market. OK, they, they need to make yield because they're also like Michael Saylor likes to say, right? They're sitting on a melting ice cube. So so don't get me wrong. If you want a little bit less, you could do something philanthropic, you know, philanthropic and and donate to a charity. And then, you know, you can write that off on your taxes. Like, think about it. Like, there's no the, like if you just go out and do something actually good. You know, like without. Yeah, going what's
2: stopping them from buying land and donating it to somebody?
1: Right. Like it's a, it's just a, I, I'm just saying like it's it's the most ridiculous thing. Right. So instead, you're more incentivized to pour your money right back into the system and to keep it going. And that's also within the best interest of the central bankers. So, I, again, you know, this all goes back to the broken the, the broken base layer. You know, we, we have yeah. the broken base layer. We have the broken incentives. So, the wealthy can't, you know, the elite can't actually be, quote unquote, so to speak, uh, elite. You know, like it, the, the word elite itself has been changed. It used to mean something different. Now it, it means something else, something much worse, something more insidious.
3: Yeah, I, I highly recommend. Well, that that's more communist propaganda. It's wonderful to be elite, right? You want to be good. You want to be great. You want to help the world. Um I highly recommend anyone who's interested in this topic and why the motivations work that way for sound money versus fiat money, like what Coin Icarus was uh, referring to. Highly recommend everyone check out the immensely informative and terrific presentation by Jörg Guido Hudsman on YouTube. The title of the video is very easy to find The Cultural Consequences of Fiat Money. Terrific talk i recommend it
2: everyone check it amen that's incredible all right so let's you you guys all checked
0: out the uh article uh that's uh there was some survey and who knows how accurate it is but i I gotta agree it it didn't shock me that like an incredible amount of people thought this was the uh 2021 was the worst year ever uh half it was let's see what it says half of americans uh, can we get the thing whatever it is it's it's linked to below by the way all these guys are linked to below follow them on twitter um we only have 15 minutes here we got a hard stop in, in 15 minutes it was what's it say uh 2021 was calling 20, worst year ever lies the survey of a thousand adults conducted all right uh, so a lot uh, end of year reflection on many subjects found that 53 percent feel 2021 I can't even keep this darn article open. It was the worst year ever? I guess this was. It's weird. The article won't stay open here on my browser. But for me, when I read this, I'm like, God, why? Why do they think this? It, it's just. It's what the TV tells them. Uh, I mean, for me, these. I've said this many, many times. These last two years have been great. Um, I. I haven't let the media scare me. I've lived my life. Uh, I've done very well with Bitcoin. I've gotten more Bitcoin than I had at the beginning of 2020. I have more now than I did, and that's what you always should aim to have. A uh, you know, by by the end of a, a two-year period, or by the end of a month, by the end of the year, whatever, whatever you time it as. But it is, it's the regular, the people who haven't, uh, who are just worshippers of the TV. It, it it's sad how they can be manipulated so easily, and I just. Uh, I wanted to hear what, what Bitcoiners had to say about what the what do they think about people that think 2021 was the worst year ever. We're living in such a comfortable, uh, technologically advanced time. So uh, you you already said, uh, Richard, you gave your take on it. So uh, we'll let you chime in at the end, though. Gabriel, what's your take?
3: Um, you know, I have to say, uh, you know, from as a subjective, you know, experiencer of um, the last couple of years of what do I want to call it? extreme fear, propaganda, and medical totalitarianism. Um, For me personally, it's been a wake-up call as to the sheer depth of weak-mindedness among the populace. Um, So it's really good for those of us who were not asleep. Um, and did not buy into the fear porn and do not believe the lies about, you know, whatever, bioweapons, fake medical processes of any type. For those of us who didn't believe that, I think a lot of us, some, some of us were really with it and were like, yep, I knew the populace was going to buy it. I was more uh, optimistic and um, really it was a wake up call for me to realize, wow. You know I, I i'm a lot more skeptical than the average person and they're all buying into this they're believing um that uh the, the the um propaganda being shoved down their throats about science rather than actual science which is of course about skepticism and continuously reviewing beliefs and theories and that's why there's only hypotheses and never truths um and yeah it was just a real wake-up call for me to recognize the extreme depth of brainwashing that um, was present among the populace on the optimistic and wonderful side those brainwashed people are getting woken up faster than ever this phrase the great awakening i really think that that is the counter to the great quote, quote unquote great reset which is not a reset but um just a uh, further deepening of power structures and greater uh, gathering of of power at the very very tippy top so um we have these two narratives fighting it out and uh, i'm quite optimistic that the great awakening is winning out um because as coin icarus just pointed out um these cartoonish villainous characters are far more obvious than they ever have been and um the you know just straight up illegal things like lockdowns, um, you know Nuremberg um, code direct violations, and then um, coming out so saying okay you have to take a medical treatment you know um, ma- mandatory or you know you risk imprisonment or we're going to come and like literally hold you down and, and jab you with a needle, uh, and then coming out with uh, an announcement like hey we should like uh, repeal the Nuremberg code like. That those type of extremely obvious authoritarian moves, I think, is a great thing to wake everybody up. And I and I think Coincirus really has a very salient point in uh, your statement that you just made five minutes ago, which was, um, you know, we're all watching a big show. I, I have a feeling a lot of this stuff is actually what you might call white hat. Um, tipping the hand a little bit. And I feel like maybe actually uh, some, some power structures have actually already been toppled secretly. You know, this is my conspiracy scientist side speaking now. Uh, behind the scenes, it's conceivable that some of this Davos crowd stuff has actually already been destroyed. And um, they're just playing out the, um, the, the maybe the 50-year plan in uh, in 36 months in order to try to get, to, to wake up, you know, people to what's really going on, and um, astrologically we're in um, this Jupiter Saturn Pluto time of um, extreme societal changes, Capricorn into Aquarius and the uh, Age of Aquarius type of thing. So um, we're kind of right in the de- in the middle of this 2020 to 20. 25, 26 time period um, where it gets the deepest and Jupiter is just flailing through there and exaggerating everything to the nth degree. So I think we got another three years of this craziness, Um, but it's been a real wake up call for me to recognize, wow, the world really had a, was very, very in an extremely deep coma and um, had a lot of waking up to do. So it'll be interesting and fun to see that during the next 100 and, uh, to 500x uh, Bitcoin price, you know, as everybody wakes up to you know, the reality of sound money as well. during the age of Aquarius. Bitcoin, the perfect money for the age of Aquarius, which wow. is, you know, air and ether and the mind. Yeah,
0: I, I got I got to hand it to Gabriel. He brought what everybody loves him to say he 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 went down there and he talked a lot of people love that stuff that Gabriel just brought up and I have to commend him I have to give him so much credit when describing the current event situation before he talked about age of Aquarius and all that stuff he used vocabulary this this guy is a reader he knows what goes on with YouTube he used certain words to describe certain things going on that that make it through YouTube easily so thank you very much for using your your big vocabulary there, and uh, that that and passing the YouTube test. It's it's a shame that YouTube doesn't let people openly talk about certain things. But wow, that Gabriel he, he talked about it uh, without using the words that they forbid. So that that was uh, that was very good, Gabriel. Real quick, uh, since we're only we got to leave in nine minutes, would you consider going to the Bitcoin Miami uh, conference uh, in, uh, in uh, April? Uh, are you going to be there? Is it something that's on your agenda at all?
3: It is not on my agenda at this time, Uh, but you know, Florida, certainly, you know, I actually went to college in Miami, Uh, you know, I'm a U of M grad. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, 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 I studied music composition and theory. You know, um, I, this year, no, I I don't like traveling at the best times. maybe 25 years ago, it was, it was cool. Uh, But um, now with the TSA and stuff, it's not great. And then, yeah, I'm going to wait. Like I said, this 2026 kind of, I think I'll be more wanting to take flights. Well, again,
0: I'm bringing up 2022 just for all the people out there that still want to think that 2021 was so horrible or whatever. Well, I'm an optimist. So for you dudes who are depressed for some reason, 2022 going to be awesome, going to be this awesome conference. Maybe that'll make you happy. And it seems like you did a reverse Jim Morrison, didn't you? Because like Jim Morrison was from Florida. He went to school in L.A. And I I don't know. I just that's the first thing. that came. Absolutely. That's exactly correct. Okay, good. Man, we're on the same wavelength there. I, I I come up with odd things like that so Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you, did the, you did the reverse, Jim Morrison. All right, let's go to uh, Coin Icarus. We only have seven minutes and we got a hard stop because the Shabbat starts and I got to go. Um, But uh, yeah, Coin Icarus, what do, you, what do you think about people being dead? I and mean, will you, Coin Icarus, you wanted to go to Miami this year, but you couldn't. So are you going to go to Miami? What do you think about people that are just saying it was the worst year ever? Right?
1: Yeah, no, I, look, again, right? Uh Gabriel totally destroyed it, right? I, I think he gave a fantastic overview. and and I just all I can do is, like, attempt to sprinkle something on top of the cosmic stuff he you know he said or not necessarily on top but maybe to the side and that is you know we're definitely experiencing what seems to be like a conscious awakening right like not just talking about you know material things but there's definitely a lot more people uh, which are way more receptive to ideas at least even in my own personal circles which weren't before and and bitcoin truly to his point right about you know the air and ether and you know the fact that it's digital you know it's it is a it is a perfect asset uh in terms of in terms of um that symbolism with quote unquote the great awakening because right we've kind of been in a like a dark ages of money you know and like bitcoin is kind of like bringing us into that that you know the uh, the light ages of money right where we accrue the value where where the value accrues in the uh, you know in the network but just to finish with the uh, about 2020 uh and 2021 uh, sorry being the worst year um i, I think that there's also for a lot of people, right? If you were actually paying attention to the news and you were buying all of this, like, you know, essentially all of the, all of the quote unquote handouts are ending, you know, and, and the bad news is still coming, you know, and, and it's getting worse. So, and now, and now everything's inflating, right? Like before you were able to have a normal 4th of July barbecue. Now they're selling you bean, you know, now they're telling you to buy bean and corn salads and stuff like that and try soy. Like, it's like, all of a sudden, you know, things are getting really weird, right? Like the White House is, you know, like giving dietary recommendations, you know, stuff like that. Like this is a clown world and, and we're living in it. So to say the 2021 was worse, I, I think that's debatable. I think the 2021 was funnier because now we're, we're just seeing like to me, like the emperor wears no clothes. Right. And, and we're just seeing it. It's ridiculous. The narratives are insane. So. <laughs> I want to say
0: because we're going to get cut off eventually here. I want to do wish everybody Shabbat Shalom like I always do. Have a everybody have a great time. Whatever you're doing tonight, there's some people do D- different people do different things. But for me, it's Shabbat Shalom, of course. But let's go back again before we do a random cut off. I'm just I just want to warn everyone now it might just suddenly end. But uh, what, what are you going to be in Miami uh, in in 2022?
1: Great. I don't know about I, I am. Yes, I am going to be there in 2022. Sorry. I'm like Bitcoin time. So for me, I'm like, wait, it's 2021. I'm, I'm going to be Yay. there. What yes. block
2: is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know.
1: <laughs> but no, so are
0: you gonna, you're going to be at the event. You're going yep. to come.
1: I yeah. am coming. Yep. That's okay. right. That, that should get Drug everyone excited.
0: Everybody again, use the link below my uh, Adam 10 discount code. Come on. It, it is going to be a blast. It was a blast uh, last year. All right, we're we're gonna end it with the guy, the, the new guy to the show here, Richard. Um,
2: you you can say you're you're if you're gonna be in Miami, you're I mean you're a pretty anonymous guy, so
3: yeah. Know, work, I'm, I'm
2: considering it, you know. Um I haven't ordered a ticket yet, but you know, I, I'm considering it, you know. Um but thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. You know, uh this was this was fun. Um as far as you know, all that other stuff, like when it comes down to what, what, you know, how bad 2021 was, it, you know, it comes down to money, comes down to incentives, and it always comes back to purchasing power and how people are losing value for their work. And that's why people are unhappy who aren't Bitcoiners, because they, they, don't, they don't have an out.
0: Very, and very, very good point.
2: And the, people, and the people who aren't influenced by it, who are Bitcoiners, they, their voices don't get lifted like the people who's, you know, who are fearful and who are overwhelmed you know, they they don't get, there's no message of hope in those type of messages. And Bitcoin's a testament to the fact that there is a silent majority out there who is working and, you know, towards towards a hopeful future. Well, let's keep on super spreading Bitcoin, super spreading
0: Bitcoin 2022 event. We got one more show before 2022. That'll be next week. Okay, we have two minutes. Each of you have a, like 30 seconds to promote what you're doing. Want to say something about yourselves. Uh, Gabriel, what, what do you want to share with everybody? One final thought.
3: Uh, I have a final thought, nothing nothing I'm doing, it's kind of, I'm under wraps lately, but um, uh, I just wanted to throw one concept out there that I love, which is the great unwind. So along with the great reset and the great awakening, I think the process of the great awakening is actually the great unwind, which is an unwind of the people who want to do the reset. And the unwind is is the dissolution and um, vaporization, of what's sometimes called bezel, which is a back formation from the word embezzlement. Uh, Bezel is all of the crap, debt, NFTs, crypto, BS. It's all the fake economic activity and assets in society, bezel.
2: Zombie companies. What? Zombie companies, correct. Zombie companies, zaibatsus, (laughs)
3: governments, central banks, fake educational institutions it our society reach is 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 enormous bezel it's some some huge proportion of, of of our supposed wealth is actually fake bezel and the great unwind is bitcoin swallowing all that and simultaneously destroying it We've got at least 20 years to enjoy the great unwind of the total destruction and extirpation of this debt bezel paradigm. Enjoy it.
0: All right. Coin Icarus, you've got a podcast. Talk about it or right, anything else you want to say real quick. 30 seconds.
1: OK, super quick. I am the co-host of the Bitcoin only Simply Bitcoin podcast and a fellow Bitcoin pleb. Thank you so much for having me on. And it was great to be a part of this panel and, you know, happy holidays to everyone.
2: Follow all of them, all through your link below. Richard, one final word anything you want to say. Happy holidays to everybody. Um, You know, if you're benefiting from Bitcoin, you know, my only suggestion is to help fund core developers. All right, dudes. Shabbat shalom. Pound that like button. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. We'll see you next
0: week. Thanks for the uh, donations, everybody. Have fun times with your families, whatever you're doing this weekend. Thank
3: you, everybody. See ya. Bye-bye. Shabbat
2: shalom. All right.
3: All right.